I got coerced uh, at Mc, I think it was at McDonald's once to buy cookies. And it was the way the guy said it. So I went up to the register and I said, hey, man, can I get three of those chocolate chip cookies? And the guy just looks up from the register. He kind of gives me a look and goes, do you want four cookies? And I went, yes. And he goes, okay. And he well, puts yeah, it yeah. in. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> he didn't even tell me. He just I literally used to get those like so every fun. day, dude. Every <laughs> but day. But it was the way he did it. It was very like, he. and I'm doing it exactly. You guys listening can't see this, but he looked up. And just assumed that I might be a four cookie kind of guy. So he asked and I was like, yes. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, welcome to those movie dudes. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing shoes. I feel uncomfortable. Do you mind if I take my shoes off before we do this? If uh, if anyone is joining for the first time, we are those movie dudes. We watch three acclaimed films that we've never seen before every single week. If you'd like to have a say in what we watch in the podcast, follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram and vote in our stories because we had some fun movies win this week. The movie that won for me is a Best Picture winner from 1951. It is An American in Paris. And uh, my film, I'm Jonathan, by the way, um, was the 2005 film starring Rachel McAdams and Cecilian Murphy. Is that his name? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian. Ooh. Killian or Sicilian. I'm going to go with Sicilian. Like, maybe he's very Italian. Like or maybe that's Greek. I'm not really John, sure. John, it's not yeah, no, Sicilian is... because it doesn't go C-I-C. It's just C-I-L-L-I-A-N. I think you're just butchering the name of that. Either point. way, he just his face scares the shit out of me. Just because Why do you think he's throw? the villain of most things? <laughs> I don't know. He just has a face that makes me just want to cower in fear. But anyway, it was Red Eye. <laughs> Cower in fear. Yeah. <laughs> to be okay. and it wasn't to be streaming. Honest, so like, sorry. Like ten actually, funny story. I was on John's Amazon, so I didn't have to pay for it. Ooh, how'd you get my password? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought you were on your no, own Amazon. I no, I, I thought so too, and I thought I had been on mine this whole time, but apparently I was on yours. Either I that or you bought Amazon it on mine. I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. But I think I uh, used my mom's card for that one because I didn't <laughs> to be honest, I able to switch it. leading into this conversation, I forgot what movie it was. Mine was, but I know now it was a Studio oh. Ghibli film directed by Isao Takahata. It's uh, the Tale of Princess Kaguya. Oh, yeah, got a little uh, Chloe Grace Moretz animated movie. Yes, indeed. I think this was a James Con exclusive episode. James Con, Lucy Liu, to be. lots of great voices. In James Marsden, can't forget James Marsden, guys. The Longest Ride. Come on, he wasn't even in that. I don't think. Wow. Uh, well, per tradition, I always want to start with John's movie because he usually picks like a low budget student film. I kind of want to break tradition you. tonight. Really? Wow. I was going to say, let's get mine out of the way for God's sake, Nate's, please. Nate's point to himself. Do you want to talk about your film first? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think okay. so. Take it a turn. Let's do it. I don't know how I feel about it. It depends on how that. you guys feel. I, I'm kind of interested in this one. I want to see I what know. you guys I don't know thought. what any of you guys think. Okay. Yeah, Actually, I, I saw know. John's grade, but I didn't read what he wrote about it. <sighs> mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. Well, well, I knew well we in, unless you guys object, if you guys do want to start with something else, I, I'm fine. No. I object. I'm fine with it. You object? I prefer to get mine out of the way, personally, this week. Whoa, because I honestly, I would go American in Paris first. Ooh, so we're all, we all, we are all over the board, Our guys. own movies or something? This is crazy. <laughs> I would go, yeah, I would go Red it. Eye, American in Paris, and then Nate's movie. That's what I would personally do. You want to end with mine? I would, yeah. Okay, so my movie for this oh, week, I'm making an executive decision. Let's, I'm starting with Kaguya. Yeah, so. How do you pronounce my, it, by the way? Kaguya. Okay. 
The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Studio Ghibli film came out in 2013, directed by Isao Takahata, who was a longtime producer of Hayao Miyazaki, who is the founder of Studio Ghibli over in Japan. Um, and it's about a bamboo farmer who finds this mysterious little girl in a mystical piece of bamboo then takes her home and she starts growing rapidly into this beautiful young woman and leads on to a mysterious journey and trying to find out why she's there johnny boy what did mm. you think of this oh, animated oh, film that's it's so cute ink wash me that. it's an ink wash style so what did you think of this type of animation you know, it kind of just throws you into a little Japanese storybook, don't you guys think? It basically, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Basically, it's... no. I mean, that's and and I actually really, I really like the animation style. It's different from uh, you know the typical mainstream Disney slash Pixar slash DreamWorks or whatever the hell, but it, it's different and uh, it's something that I could definitely get into. I liked. I, I guess is there more than one language version? Because mine just automatically played in English. So yes, there is okay, also cause... there's the original Japanese version, but most of the English versions have those English casted dubs. So that's why Chloe Grace Moretz okay. and everything. Yeah, I I watched the English version. Oh, I really uh, like this movie. I I just thought it was very kind of oh. heartwarming. It had some really good messages, really well done characters. Like I feel like there's just so much thought put into these these characters in these Studio Ghibli movies that I I've only seen this one and I can't remember the last one. Spirited um, away. Spirit, away, yeah, yeah, Spirit Away. You're gonna have to cut right here. Hold on. Oh, the cat. <laughs> I think we should leave it in. Damn it. I'm not. I'm not cutting that. Yeah. Yeah. I know, this <laughs> is perfect. To, I could have. I feel like my door doesn't even fucking close. She finds a way. I was really into this movie. I I, I thought that Princess Kaguya was my favorite part. I kind of liked how it it kind of played on when you're parenting, you have to separate your motivations from what your children want because I feel like that happens a lot. Like I don't know. Like for instance, like the show Dance Moms. You know. Mm -hmm. how, oh, exactly. How the moms are just like forcing children to do what they think they should do because they have this talent. And then the dad is like, well, you're clearly like something special. You're a princess. So I need to take all this money and just kind of throw you in front of society and whatever. So I thought that that was an interesting concept to kind of explore. But yeah, I don't want to, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts before I say all of mine, but I, I did like it quite a bit. Okay, Spencer. Yeah. Spencer, you've Hello. seen a couple Ghibli movies, haven't you? YouTube. I have. I, I watched uh, My Neighbor Totoro, which I love. Mm. Oh my god, it's one of my favorites. Uh, mm. Spirited Away. Um, Did you watch Porco uh, Rosso with me? No, and I haven't seen Grave of the Fireflies or T Tiki's Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> oh, what about Ponyo? Is Ponyo one of them? Ponyo is one I of think them. It is. Yeah, that's um, the one where the girl has like a condom on her head in the poster, and I won't no. watch it because of that. It looks like a comic. Well, I haven't seen a lot of no. studio, uh, studio Ghibli, but uh, I have seen this couple that I have seen I've really liked. Uh, and this one definitely has the different animation. Uh, as you mentioned, it's like with the watercolors. It's like a paintbrush. And it reminded me of an Oscar-nominated film that came out a few years ago called Loving Vincent. Mm -hmm. I still want to see that. It was about Vincent Van Gogh, and it was like all done on like oil painting canvases, and like every frame of the movie was an oil painting. Which, when you watch movies like this, you can just tell that hours and hours of work went into it. Like it really feels like a piece of art. Like, that's an aspect that I loved about this movie, just how unique it felt and how uh, interesting it was. Like there was one scene when she's storming out in like kind of like a dream sequence, like she's all mm -hmm. angry. And it was like the most beautiful animation I have seen in so long. Just it just it was so unique. It was so cool. My biggest issue with the movie was the, the length. length, the pace, mm -hmm. and the story was very generic in the terms of like you've seen this type of story done so many times before. Mm -hmm. 
and that's just what kind of bothered me. But overall, watching this in the uh, in this the art form that it's presented in, it was really cool and unique. You've mm-hmm. seen a story like this done before, but you haven't seen it done in this way. You haven't seen it with this well, animation yeah, style. The, and the you... story beats still. It's like I'm still investing two and a half hours into this movie. Uh, I'm kind of I can kind of predict what's going to happen. Yeah, like seeing a princess get a bunch of suitors, but she's independent, yeah. and so you do kind of see little pieces of this story in other movies. I definitely see that. I, I have the same gripes that you have. I thought it was a okay. two hour and 17 minute animated movie. Um, after a while, the style, the style is always gorgeous, but with the story and the pace, like you said, it did tend to drag during some of those scenes, the middle scenes where some of the guys were trying to bring presents or try and like get her attention. But the yeah, this animation was beautiful, and yeah. I love the voice casting. You said Chloe Grace Moretz. I know James Caan like, played the like bamboo perfect. cutter. James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden. James Marsden. Lucy Liu. <laughs> James Caan <laughs> sounded so much like Nick Nolte at times. I literally thought it was Nick Nolte, and then it, it turns out it was James Caan just doing a <laughs> Nick Nolte impression. But yeah, yeah, it was so similar to Nick Nolte. It was hilarous. Yeah, the yeah. Bamboo. I was glad that I... his, his uh, face would turn like a tomato when he got mad. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. hilarious. Every time it happened, it was, it was so funny. But we have seen in a lot of stories kind of the parent not being selfish, but like, oh, I'm doing better for my daughter kind of thing. It's like, well, no, you're not. <laughs> you're kind of doing yeah. it for you. But yeah, the animation, I know exactly what scene Spencer's talking about because she's like she sees someone get hurt or something like that. And it just enrages her. And she's like, no. And she just takes off running. And it's like. Oh my, she's... It was when, uh, it w- I'm not going to spoil it, but it was like when one of those guys was like, why can't we see her or something? And then he, she sort of gets enraged by the whole concept. Yeah. And then, yeah. The life path that she might be going down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, she she knows that she's going to have all this attention that she doesn't really want. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of driving her nuts. And I, I, I kind of get that. The ending did, I mean, like, I don't want to spoil the, what happens, but like, it was very touching and mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it to kind of go the way it went and it kind of was like it was a little sad like i was just mm-hmm. like damn oh, <laughs> but for sure. I, it's like it definitely affected I, me i did a little research on this movie and i'm not without spoiling the ending but the story itself is based off of like an old japanese storybook that's like really I really old that, yeah. so like yeah and the tale of the bamboo is, cutter mm-hmm. yeah 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 and this is one of this is probably the last studio ghibli that came out correct this is the nope, last one um when I think the most recent one was called When Marnie Was Here. I think that came okay. out in 2014. It was the director's last film. Yes. Well, like, I think Takahata. this one really explored like the concept of loss and like moving on from things and just kind of just like saying goodbye, I guess, without mm-hmm. saying anything like that. But I think it did it did a good job of exploring these concepts while still having sort of a basic storyline that we've seen before. It did do it in a really interesting and beautiful way to look at in terms of the animation style. Like, especially at the end, that was just like, I just love the animation of like, you know, mm-hmm. those people coming in and just kind of floating away or whatever. And it would have you know. dream sequences that were done pretty cool too. I mean, yeah, it just, this movie was very unique in the presentation, which is why I re- uh, referred it to like loving Vincent and that the presentation was very unique and cool, mm-hmm. but the story 
what didn't satisfy me in the way I think I was expecting it to. I, I like that they had a little elf reunion because the mother and father are the same mother and father and elf, James Conn mm. and Mary Steenberg. Oh, really? <laughs> that's really? kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> voice cast. Good. I actually watched half of this movie in the English version, and I kind of, towards the middle, because Nate, was, you mentioned that you kind of started to lose interest a little bit in the middle. Mm. I started to, like, stop paying attention. Like, I noticed myself kind of, like, looking away and, like, not paying attention. So I actually switched to mm-hmm. the Japanese version for the second half of the movie. Because I, I I wanted to like force myself to really pay attention because it did kind of mm-hmm. I, I was drifting in terms of the story and I was just kind of listening to it and like I kind of want to pay attention mm-hmm. because so many so many hours went into creating this uh, this piece of art I mean the the animation is just phenomenal mm-hmm. the hand drawing the the painting oh yeah it looks so cool Japanese language being spoken helped with that like helped you kind of put you it in that me, mindset yeah, it helped me pay attention yeah because when subtitles pop up I kind of glance down and I can see them and then I can kind of go back to and view the uh, the visuals it helps um, you know what's going plus, on it, it makes me get the story so much better because i'm reading it like and mm-hmm, so right. it's kind of in, like engraving it into my brain i'm like okay i'm, I'm getting it now that's why when it's kind of a foreign language you have choice. no choice but to read it yeah. but when it's in english and i was also curious because i watched the first half of chloe grace moretz just laughing her ass off for like 30 minutes straight mm-hmm. and i was like right, i'm kind of curious to see what the japanese version but yeah i get but, what you mean and it you just kind of it was a good coming of age tale too just seeing how some people you just you grow up at home and when things start to change you were just really miss that familiar lifestyle so you would have oh look at yeah. when she looks down at the grass and you get a different perspective and it looks like the hill that had her house it's from when she exactly was exactly what i had in my mind when i mentioned the animation yeah it's just it's so detailed and yeah. amazing looking yeah and just and it was to... kind of funny too some of the what the guys would do to get these objects i guess for her desire but there mm-hmm. was a scene where a guy was on a boat and he was fighting a water dragon yeah. and i was like Oh, this is cool! Like this is epic, but yeah, you don't really. But there see was some really than that, but... there were yeah. some somber scenes too, where like people went to great lengths to kind of uh, get these items for her, and then mm-hmm. just lost everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a oh, way, yeah. like, and it was just Basically. like I was like, "Geez, okay." But like yeah. the movie did have those funny elements, but also kind of mixed in these very, very somber yeah. and sad scenes, especially toward yeah. the third act. Yeah, what did everyone think? Yeah, well, grades. Let's hear them. I I really really enjoy this one. I do agree, like that you guys say it was kind of dragged in the middle. Um, I did have that written down for a while, it, and it did. I think when when kind of the uh, the suitors were going around trying to do this thing, and she was just kind of sad or whatever, mm-hmm. just it, it did kind of drag. But then toward the third act, she sort of like gets revitalized, and you know, had there's these scenes where it's sort of magical, and she's like flying around and sort of reconnects with her past. Um, and I and I and I really like that part. So I think mm-hmm. overall, the character of Princess Kaguya was just very well done. It was really interesting, and uh, the animation was super interesting to look at too. So mm-hmm. I gave this four out of five stars. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay. It was, it was okay. Very very good film very good film that is higher than uh where i'm gonna go with it but i still i really appreciated this movie i thought just the animation was stunning i want to see more studio ghibli movies because i know that there's a handful that are still really good that i need to see like grave of the fireflies kiki's delivery service howl's moving castle castle in the sky porco tales of earthsea (laughs) 100 percent. i need to catch up on Holy some more shit. studio ghibli and i'm glad to see this one because it's a different animation style and i really did enjoy the story even though that it was a bit kind of cliche and i've seen it before but regardless i gotta give it the props that it deserves i'm gonna go 
I'm gonna go. Fuck, dude. I'm gonna go three out of five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's it's kind of choice. fresh, mm-hmm. but I just I think I was just expecting it to maybe have a more of an effect on me emotionally, a more of an attachment to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, it had a lot of hype. That final yeah. scene didn't just pull your heartstrings, it man. It did. No, like it was just like it made me think, but then. I just like I don't know if I was just satisfied with the overall story leading up to that. Scene. Like, was all of it worth um, the ending it got? Yeah, yeah. and I can... and was it was it worth the two hours and twenty minutes that the movie was too yeah. to tell the story? I don't know. It I think really wasn't an issue gripes, for but... me personally, but I, I I get it. I get it. <sighs> yeah. Okay. okay well, okay. Wait, I'm I want to go three and a half now. I, I I feel like I'm too low with it because I did really enjoy it. I'm gonna go three and a half. I'm sorry to do a quick change, but yeah, sorry. No, it's it's I, worth it. I think it much deserves three and a half. That animation yeah. alone oh, is just quite something. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, that animation alone. I'm caught between a three and a half and a four, but the animation is enough. I think I'm gonna warrant it a four. Um, it was a little slow in some of the parts, like you yeah. said, because you can see her inner turmoil. All of these things are happening to her. She starts to lose her personality until she experiences mm-hmm. something from her past. She might see somebody or hear something, and it brings her back to the old times. And that's I love like that when she John said always stay true to character, though. Mm-hmm. Like oh, she yes, never, like no matter what, she's like, "This is who I am." And I, I, mm-hmm. I guess I, I think that's a good message to send too that I, I like. Yeah, so. yeah. her stubbornness was nice. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I liked how much she, like, how quickly she learned things. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Nice little, like, yeah, and that also added to like the mysticalness of her because you never really a hundred percent know what's going on. But yeah, yeah, I think I'll stick with a four out of five. It was not my favorite Ghibli movie, um, but definitely a very unique and interesting style. Um, but very well directed. Like Takahata, he's knocked yeah, it out of the park with this sure. one. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. So that was Tale of the Princess Kaguya, Studio Ghibli film. You can get it on HBO Max because they've got all the Ghibli films on there as well as. What Crunchyroll and a bunch of other new I gotta utilize it stuff. Yeah, that it's I there, do though. too. Let's go into a little Best Picture winner, a little mm-hmm. lightheartedness. It's mm-hmm. uh, an American in Paris. Yeah. Uh, this one is about three friends who struggle to find work in Paris, uh, and things become more complicated when two of them fall in love with the same woman. It's a very oh. kind of traditional romance oh kind of story. God. It is a winner of six Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Writing, Best Cinematography, uh, Best Cinematography Color, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Music, and also had a director nominee and an editing nominee. So it got a handful of Oscar love uh, in 1951. We all hadn't seen this, obviously. That's the point of the podcast. Nate, you're you're a fan of Best oh. Picture winners, mm-hmm. a fan of musicals. <laughs> what mm-hmm. did you think of An American in Paris? I thought the colors were beautiful especially a movie like this with the whole technicolor mgm thing going on it's gonna look gorgeous gene kelly is awesome as always especially with his own choreography and whatnot i thought this movie had a lot of musical moments that were just completely unnecessary <laughs> that just made this movie like, like that goes a lot of musicals. minutes longer than he need- it needed to be like if a musical has a musical number that further progresses the story yes la la land does it perfectly but a 10 minute scene of one guy playing a piano an un as a fantasy yeah like an like an unimportant character speaking of 10 minute musical thing yeah but at least that made sense and that wasn't even a musical (laughs) we're waiting the whole fucking movie for him to play goddamn piano there was a point in this movie where i'm literally i literally said out loud what is happening? Exactly. <laughs> like, I was so like. Was it at the why, end? Wh- 
No, no. That no, last was actually, thirty minutes of just fuck that me. too. It wasn't that. That, that was excessive. The yeah. ballet. It was impressive, but mm-hmm. as a movie, it's like, okay, what's okay, the point? Calm down here. <laughs> yeah, I think that they were just the, trying to take full advantage of how talented. Gene Kelly is at dancing because oh, holy course. shit, can it's that man Gene dance? Kelly... It would have been more entertaining <laughs> if it was him on a black stage just dancing. Like well, that would have been thing. like the evolution of dance, but Gene Kelly. So this movie came out a year before <laughs> Sitting in the Rain came out, and that's another Gene Kelly movie. I I know you've seen this one. Mm-hmm. I think we have kind of different opinions, but I love Sitting in the Rain only because mainly the story is about um, it's about movies. So it's, mm-hmm. they're trying to make their first like uh, talkie. And mm-hmm. it's a musical, and I feel like they balanced the story and the musical elements perfectly in that movie. This one, it was very heavily just let's like I feel like maybe a third of this movie is just Gene Kelly tap dancing, and then mm-hmm. we also have some story of yeah. him with like a rich person. Also, trying he's to, like, talented. Art he, and sponsor he's him tap and... dancing in like loafers. Like, how is he doing that? Because I don't think those were tap shoes. Gene Kelly. But like, yeah. oh yes, that, they were. I, but that actually caught me so by surprise. Impressive. I'm like, those are not tap dance shoes, and he's tap dancing. He's tap dance shoes can be anything in Hollywood. You just got to put well, the clips on some the good sound design, then I guess, because those well, were not some tap ADR dancing shoes. And actually, tap dancing doing like I don't know, maybe they did. That sounds I, like I, a I fucking did. nightmare <laughs> for yeah, the editor. That's why they're pros. <laughs> if you want to hear something kind of funny, only two shots were actually in Paris during this movie. This movie was entirely shot in California on forty-four sets that were built well, for this movie was it very impressive because the sets were amazing i don't remember it was a couple exterior shots that were in paris but it was all shot on a soundstage somewhere in california which is it's very noticeable in the movie too i think i know what scenes are in paris too yeah yeah oh for sure because they they appeared in funny face the other audrey hepburn movie it was like the Mm -hmm. same exact staircase and river and everything so i was like oh that's probably legitimate yeah, but for me, I I think the the musical numbers I actually liked. There was one song that I recognized that was like I think a classic musical song. I can't remember. Oh was no, it was the one, the one he, he goes... sang with the kids. Yeah, I, I got, got rhythm. Rhythm. Because I sang that in like the movie. Yeah, that was yeah. a great scene, and I, I remember singing I that in it. fourth grade musical class. Like, and I was like, I got oh my, my god, god, this is where this came from. What the for hell? Anything more? <laughs> that scene yeah. is pure joy. Like it mm-hmm. literally was. Like I, oh, I yeah. loved it, and that was kind of be- in the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love this movie, but mm-hmm. it did. It kind of just like it. It just I was, was really excessive, and the story. <laughs> wasn't mm-hmm. as interesting as I was kind of hoping. The story was planned. It was something you've seen before. I mean, and but I, it was, I, yeah. G- Go yeah, ahead. Gene Kelly's character was just, okay, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. He just seemed like a creep a little bit in some of his intentions. <laughs> well, when he was uh, when he was initially pursuing the the girl. Like, um, that's not how you I was would like, go about that. Well, like, I was like, first of all, you have this. Woman. <laughs> well, he didn't think he was on a date. It was like a business opportunity, and then he just was like, whatever right. about it, you know? Yeah. Um, a char- yeah, that character in that movie was just like, she was in it, and then she was just like, eh, you don't really matter anymore, because we've got this pretty young girl in this. Well, so. she was annoying, You, you don't though, matter as she, much. You could see her intentions from the beginning, like, when he was like, oh, you're just trying to, you know, get me to sleep with you or whatever, I'm not that kind of man, like, that's kind of what she was doing, so... Basically... <laughs> In a way. And then just... he, uh, I was going to, I almost, I caught myself. I almost just spoiled it. But yeah, it's, it's very mixed, mixed 
signals I feel that they were giving each other just because they would do one thing and then act a completely different way. And honesty um, is everything. I feel like in the 1950s, it, I mean, a lot of women are like just in these other relationships without being like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm married. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? You know, just the story yeah. wasn't as strong as I was hoping it could be. And yeah. th- it was mainly just like when the musical elements were happening, you can't you can't say that it's not impressive. It really is. The oh, dance, it is. The choreography, the cinematography, the camera movements in those scenes is mm. flawless. It, it's so cool. And Gene Kelly actually directed a handful of this movie because the director was having some divorce issues with Judy uh, Judy Garland. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Shit. So Gene Kelly actually took over some directorial duties on this movie, especially the whole ballet scene, which is at mm-hmm. the end of the movie, the last 20 minutes. There's no dialogue. It's Holy just him shit. having a little fantasy, full La La Land uh, ending. That's yeah. what I, it's exactly what I wrote, dude. It's like, oh, the what if ending yeah. type thing. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, oh, some of the shots are almost exact. like the Yeah, and sets and everything. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that this, this guy, it's obvious La La Land was truly inspired by this movie. And it's also hilarious just how much Family Guy has taken from this movie, too, whenever they go into their... Uh, <laughs> Dude, musical elements up. and their bits mm-hmm. did you uh, read my review like, literally looking like gene kelly no i'm just like i just I oh my god dude i have to mention this but that last musical number i was like this literally reminds me of the mr booze scene the mr booze <laughs> da, ba, 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 mr booze that one where it just i was keeps thinking fucking the going mr b double z like the uh <laughs> the french girl's boyfriend performing on those stairs it was a really like interesting scene especially when he was walking up the stairs yeah, sure. and it was lighting up as he was going it was cool but like that whole scene on the stairs i'm like this just reminds me of a scene in family guy i don't remember what mm-hmm. episode but it was very similar. I don't know. They just they had to borrow and reference it somehow. But, yeah. yeah, and I, this and like Spencer said, it's definitely worth the respect of all the choreography, all the music that kind of went with it. But I just think for a musical, there wasn't enough substance behind the style. It was just a lot of dancing, a lot of upbeat music. But the story was just like, oh, I like you, but I also like you. Oh, you like the same person. What? Let's tap dance. I thought the characters <laughs> yeah, were were done. Let's better sing than, together. Um, I, I felt like there was a little. There was more moments that kind of led up to that, rather than just like instantly falling in love. Like it was. Yeah. There was a little, but still, it like didn't quite make as much sense as you would hope. Yeah. That younger dancer girl, she just her mood changed. She went from being completely get away from me, like don't have anything to do with me, and then she's like, okay, I'll go yeah, out yeah, on a yeah, date yeah. with you. Mm, it's like, oh my god. But um, there was one moment, (laughs) there was one moment that actually made me laugh out loud was when uh, the main three guys were sitting at this like small table in a bar or some restaurant Mm -hmm. and the middle guy, the pianist, chain smoking cigarettes, nonstop spilling brandy all over himself, like just constantly lighting up another one. Like the match went out, lighting up another one. Because he knows what's going on. He's like, and then he's like responding to, he's getting into it. Like I was literally only watching his performance. I'm like, this is, he'd be like, how can you do this? (laughs) He's probably chain smoked like no matter how many. He's probably done this like 30 times. So many cigarettes. (laughs) Looked drunk as a skunk. Like just, uh, it was was so funny. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was like one of the only humor. Uh, moments that kind of made me laugh but now, now as far as best picture goes do you think oh, it's yeah. warranted i mean i don't know what it, it went has against been so considered, that's the thing. yeah i don't remember but it has been considered a very overrated best picture uh winner at the I time i agree if it had I've a stronger like if it had a stronger more emotional story i would agree but the fact that it was just like oh 
This I isn't like, like oh, this is like look what? what what musicals have won Chicago. I'm thinking trying to think of some other ones. La La Land almost won. It's the lack of character um, development. I feel like like you guys are right. Like this, but it was in the 50s. So like, what was yeah. what can you compare this to? Like, were Spoilers there more after Gone with the Wind? Yeah, which you can't watch on HBO now, by the way. But yeah, I think Singing in the Rain definitely did it better. I love Singing in the Rain. It's just I think more iconic movie. Um, this one definitely had iconic dance scenes. Other yeah. than that, the story in between was just kind of bland i guess this like, is a broadway was, show oh let's go a for movie. a walk let's dance together oh you're with someone else oh now i'm gonna be sad but i'm still gonna dance like it it's, wasn't like sorry it wasn't the biggest stacked year for that year for about best picture i don't even know these movies other than a streetcar named desire uh which probably should have won the sun and decision before dawn and mm-hmm. quay vetus i don't yeah. know what any of those movies are other than streetcar named desire but that one probably yeah, I guess that's won. why it won. Just the because the technical achievement, what they pulled off in this movie, it was impressive. It was cool. It was definitely yeah. cool to see with the dancing and everything. MGM's Technicolor musical. So my hypes were, I don't know, my anticipation level was a little too high. I guess for me, Same. I was surprised. I'm gonna give my overall thoughts, but I okay. I thought Gene Kelly that's was a, was amazing. I thought that he was mm-hmm. he he did kind of have that combination of he was a great actor and he was also a good singer and a good dancer, and that that says a lot. That's why people like. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were nominated for films like that. It's just and Anna Hathaway for Les Mis. It's if you're this multi-talented, he paves the way. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's why a lot of uh, these films that we've seen, in, you know, nowadays are inspired by something like this. The sets were mm-hmm. really, really nice, really, really well done. Especially the ones where it was like all green, and then she was wearing like a red dress or something. Mm-hmm. Sort of the color contrast with that was really well done. I liked that, and that was toward the beginning. But I was like, oh wow, like that 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 reminds me of La La Land. So that was that was kind of cool to see the comparison between the two. There were some scenes that I was like, fuck, man, like can this just end already? Like. Mm-hmm. I, I literally wrote, I was like, I think this final scene, like, the credits could be rolling over this and the film should be over. But, and then there's another mm-hmm. scene after that, and I was, okay, so that happens, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think overall, I, I really did enjoy it. It's, uh, the dancing was better than that that you see on, like, TikTok these days. Uh, I, I gave it a three and a half out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to match you because it's got the best picture behind it. And Gene Kelly's performance is very iconic. I'll give it a three and a half for now. I think it definitely warrants a rewatch to see if it might settle with me because this is like my 58th best picture movie. So I'll have to give it a watch (laughs) um, just to see if it might go up a grade, might go down a grade because some scenes I might like more. But yeah, overall it was, it was, it was a good movie. I don't know if it warrants a best picture win um i still have yet to see streetcar named desire uh, yeah i'd stick with a three and a half for american right. in paris well that's that's very interesting that you guys went three and a half out of five because i am also matching you guys at a three and a half out of five i i Ooh, wow. i still really enjoyed it this movie was like i said it was had a lot of joy it was lighthearted. gene kelly's performance alone he's just so charismatic you're into it. The, the last 20 minutes, while it was so excessive, was still really cool to watch. It cost half a million dollars just to produce alone. Oh, so that was pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fun movie. I, however, if you haven't seen Sitting in the Rain, I would kind of just go go ahead and watch that one. It's about like it's about movies. They're trying to make movies. It's 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 funnier. The dancing La La is kind of similar, but it's it's just more fun. Or yeah, and that one didn't fuck, watch La La Land. <laughs> if you're mainstream boy, um, just watch La La Land. 
Yeah, or Bumblebee. but no, it's, it's on HBO Max, so if you guys are interested in checking out some old Best Picture winners or some Warner Brothers uh, classic movies, I would say it's worth it. It, it's, it is cool to see just for Gene Kelly's like, awesome tap dancing scenes, and, and, and you some can pretty you press women. the skip 15, 30 second button a few times if you need to, but it's uh, it's still it's a fun movie. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got to experience that, but we're going to move on to a more modern day film, if you want to consider that in terms of our, you know, our age, 25 years, years old, came out in 2005, <laughs> starring Rachel McAdams. Uh, Cecilian Murphy, Brian Cox, Cillian. Cecilian. Someone's gonna get hurt today. And yeah. directed by <laughs> very well-known Wes Craven. I, I thought this choice would only really be accepted because of at least Wes Craven directed it. Um, and I, I was kind of surprised nobody had ever checked this out. But for me, this was technically a rewatch because I remember seeing it back in like 2006. Oh. But I just wanted to kind of revisit it. That's you know, interesting. That, that, it's allowed. It's allowed. We've done it. It's not the first time that's happened. But it kind of revolves around Rachel McAdams, who is a wooden uh, a woman who was kidnapped by a stranger <laughs> on a routine flight, technically by, by Cillian Murphy, threatens to murder her father because he wants to kill a political figure. That's really all there is to the story. So mm-hmm. I don't know why you guys wanted to say this for the end. It was only just to rip on the film, but... Oh. Hey, Nate. Nate, what did you uh, think of the movie? I have a question before you go. Is Wes Craven in your top like top five directors? All genres or horror? Of all time. Um, okay, how about this? Top ten. Is he did he Scream, top right? Yes. He did Scream? Yes. Oh, yeah, easily great. top ten, and probably could be in the top five. But like, yeah, Elm Street, people on the stairs, yeah. Um, yeah man, new nightmare, some, some bangers um, on the left, and Red Eye. You're gonna hate on me. Yes, I'm no. not gonna hate on but you. But I <laughs> love Rachel McAdams, and I love Cecilian C- C- Murphy. Thank you, Cillian Murphy. Like Murphy. It's like a pizza. Yeah, no, Cillian Murphy. I don't know. It was just both of their characters. I just thought worked for this mm-hmm. and oh. being on a plane it just adds that added tension that you don't really have anywhere to go so you don't have a choice yeah and i just rachel mcadams is just amazing she's slowly creeping her way into like one of my favorite actresses just because of how well she's able to convey these emotions on this plane and just have she's to very hide charismatic it and yeah she's in yeah and she's just so smart like you can see her in these movies just her always thinking and how she's gonna make it better seeing her team with Wes Craven I was like okay how's this gonna go and I really enjoyed this movie it was short and sweet it wasn't too long like if it was an hour, an hour and 50, 17 minutes movie was short that's short. when the first credit rolled was an hour and 17 minutes I was like whoa <laughs> okay but yeah it's it was just an easy watch it had some iffy special effects towards the end if it had been longer it probably wouldn't have been as good but i thought they were able to pack it into a nice runtime where it was just boom 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 things got done there was no there was no like exposition that needed to be explained it just stuff happened um and i liked it i liked the performances of course it wasn't the greatest movie ever but it was a fun little little suspense thriller on a plane i know john's kind of judging me right now but Hello. Um, yeah, I I put this movie off mainly because this one isn't streaming anywhere and we actually had to, you know, spend money on it. And I knew that it was going to be a short movie and I could watch it any time and I didn't know what I was expecting. John, your picks lately, I haven't been too impressed with. So I was just kind of expecting just like a be set eh, for you. kind of movie. What? 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 Hi. Hmm? That's actually not even Wait, true. Spencer I love the cool? pianist. I love yeah, the, I exactly. love the pianist and, okay, That's what I okay. thought. All right, moving on. Anyways, back to Red Eye. I went into this movie. I started watching it. <laughs> it's corny as hell, but mm. I had so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was just Wes Craven. If this movie was directed by anyone else besides Wes Craven, I probably wouldn't 
care for it. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be that interesting. But Wes Craven is so good at tension and building mm-hmm. a scene and just just using the camera to just make you go on your edge of your seat. And while I kind of knew the plot was going to be predictable, it was corny. Like the whole stuff in the hotel with like her friend managing yeah. the rooms. I'm like, it's a little cheesy. It's a little much. It's whatever. But overall, kind of straightforward. Yeah. It's still like I was just like in the whole scene at the house at the end of the movie with them like kind of attacking each other. Like I was just like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is actually a lot of fun. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I I get that it's not like a great movie, but it's still like I I didn't expect to have as much fun as I did with it, and that's also a testament to just how short and sweet it was. Like I got right. Mm-hmm to the point didn't like i don't know didn't need to like have any extra scenes it was to me it was just yeah it was fun dang now i feel terrible i don't really want to rip on this one but hey i think i think the main issue for me is like i kind of had this like image in my head of how this film was going to be like i remembered certain scenes the nostalgia for me just did not hold up at all because i thought this was going to be good i thought the the dialogue from start to finish was terrible i just i didn't it just didn't work for the story i guess yeah i guess like it told the story but it was just like so boring to me that the dialogue itself between the two characters and like when they were like at the bar together i'm just like this is stupid just cringe well we didn't have a lot of time due to this runtime so they had to get a lot of this care these characters you're allowed to make a movie stories. longer than an hour and 17 minutes though well you right. are but it all depends on the story and that you're giving i had and... never seen this movie before so i i knew that obviously killing murphy was going to be the villain of the movie but then he comes across so charming it's like oh they're actually like are they gonna date like, what, but he's still so on? goddamn but... creepy regardless of being he charming. is he is a, <laughs> yeah I agree with you there for sure. And I don't know. It was just, Killian, like, if you're watching this, funny which you're not. Times too. Just like the random side characters that they would throw in there, like the little girl that trips him. Uh, <laughs> they had like an old lady that kept reading a Dr. Phil book and then randomly loses it on the flight. Uh, I'm just like, what? Like, I, I have two so kids who are just sitting there drawing and like bitching at each yeah. other. <laughs> the I flight just... attendants are like, this isn't a motel. Like, okay. The doctor, the guy <laughs> the who's doctor, like, who's the doctor? The oh, the, it's you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm uh, glad you guys found those enjoyable, silly. man. God damn. It was like... a cheesy thriller. Cheesy but like, fun. But Wes Craven, like I said, if it wasn't directed by Wes Craven, I probably wouldn't give a shit about it, and I'd probably be more aligned with you. But to me, he did the tension so well, and I was actually like really engaged with it, even though the dialogue, yeah, it was cheesy, it was corny, but still, it worked for what the movie was trying to do. And I don't sure. know how mm-hmm. Wes Craven does it, but it's uh, it's just a testament to how good of a director he is. Also, back was. in the days May when planes peace, had telephones yeah. on the rest chairs, <laughs> which was, yeah. uh, a, I guess, a, can cause a lot of tension when they're not working correctly. And also yeah. the performances, like they all seem like they were having fun. Is John yeah, frozen like, on your screen? Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Well, guys, it's just me and yeah. Spencer until John comes back. I'm glad you liked Red Eye because honestly, I was like, this is fun. But I get that it was corny, but oh well. Yeah, but like sometimes corny movies are the best ones. It's just like yeah. early 2000s, just cheesy thriller fun directed by someone who can direct thrillers. So it's like, yeah. hey, might as well. And yeah, like you said, they looked like they were having fun while they were doing it. Like Rachel McAdams running away from them and they're hiding in the airport and she has to like sit down and talk to a customer or oh something my God, and just dude. be like the fucking <laughs> scene when she like turns the corner in her kitchen towards the end of the movie and then killing Murphy's is right there in the kitchen she's like hi <laughs> she's like, what the fuck <laughs> it was so weird uh, uh, and then they chase each other for literally like i don't know 10 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it was just the fact that they were in her home territory that yeah. she's like oh she's she's got him here because she knows where all the rooms are all the locks are she knows what's going on, John, um, are you back in just, this? 
Yeah, sorry. I don't know if I was like catching up or something. Like my video was behind, but okay. I'm glad that we're we're good. Oh no, we're just we're just giving yeah. kind of right, our last cool. thoughts on Red Eye. If you want to chime in on yeah. Rachel McAdams' gorgeous performance, yeah, I I think I think the performances were good. I just I felt the dialogue wasn't great. It was going for this kind of quirky, cheesy type of thing, which is fine. There were just like some plot holes, like when the car crashes into to the house, nobody in that <laughs> neighborhood fucking noticed. Nobody. Well, no, the, immediately the, the it cops didn't matter. were called like very quickly. They even called the house. She calls the cops. Adams picked up. No, no, no. Remember the cop? The phone rang when she was in the bathroom and she was trying to find him. And then she picked him up and she's like, "You called nine one one. Like, are, okay. you, are you okay?" And she's like, "Someone's in the house trying to kill me." And they're like, "All right, well, someone's in the way. Lock yourself in a room." That, she goes to close the okay. door and he's behind. Okay, the okay, door. okay. All right, I get it. That wasn't my main problem. The biggest problem I had was when there's turbulence on a plane, they do not start beverage service right away, and they did anyway. There was a lot of turbulence. They turned the seatbelt sign right. on, and then they s- just do beverage service. I'm like, and I'm half that joking, a... but that did happen. And it was like, I was like, what? That doesn't make any fucking sense. That it is wouldn't... a valid point that had no effect on my opinion of the film. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because that happened, and I was like, come on. Well, I'm glad that that ruined the movie. It didn't ruin you. the movie for me, but there it was just <laughs> like sorry. these little things where I was like, ah, that these like, this actresses is just, like... pretending to be yeah, but you're not gonna stewardesses. You're not gonna like base weren't a doing film the slightly. proper protocol. <laughs> you're not gonna base a film slightly off reality. Like, come on, like, and, and nobody noticed that he bashes that? her head against a window. There's it's a full airplane. No one noticed that he's literally beating the shit out of this woman. Well, you know, in their well chair. he he timed it in a in a in a good way. So when they took off, turbulence. yeah, boom. boom. The person behind was, like, looking at it when it happened. He was like, eh, all right. She's okay, fine. I don't know if you've been on a flight anytime recently, but everyone puts in their headphones and they stare at their phone or their TV and they just tune the fuck out. Okay, well, no one they had headphones at the time and there were no TVs. It was 2005, Spencer. Okay, you're sitting there staring for still ways to distract yourself. Newspapers, books, headphones. That still kid exist. was drawing. You can just dis- you can suspend Dr. all of this if you want, but it did bother me a little bit and, that there were just these too. little things that... Just, you know, just kind of messed it up for me just a little bit. Okay? Okay, and, so... All right, Charlie Day. Bad, <laughs> bad stewardesses, unlogical thinking, one out of five. Yeah. <laughs> and beverage service I did give it a quick. one out of five. <laughs> it, I knew it. The, the beverage it, service dude, really bothered me. If I'm on a plane and there's turbulence, first of all, let's get through those clouds, get on a little more of a steady path, and then bring me my cranberry juice. It's a, just a little bit ridiculous. So I think it's obvious that John did not care about the characters or anything. I don't give a um, fuck. I don't so, know. It worked. Um, <laughs> so Spencer, final okay. thoughts on Red Eye? Yeah. Um, so yeah, cause I, I think mainly I had the lowest expectations for this movie, and that's maybe why I enjoyed it so much. And it's funny because I had high expectations for An American Paris, and I didn't enjoy it so much. I Well, I did, but I just didn't like it. It's funny how life works yeah. like that, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. It was stupid. It was corny. But just Wes Craven did a great job. He's the... Uh, was he the master of suspense is that his tagline or was that he's one of the masters of horror yeah whatever exactly Mm -hmm. and he's deserving of that title rachel mcadams is fun and she's charismatic and i just i really enjoyed watching she's amazing um i'm not gonna go too high because i recognize that it is a cheesy and corny movie but still it's a movie that i could see myself rewatching, and especially at how quick it is it's just an easy watch uh and it has a lot of fun tension so i'm gonna go three out of five Mmm, fresh. Okay, well, I'll take your three out of five and raise you to four. Oh I my had a lot god! Of this movie. 
Okay, this movie was fun. I love Rachel McAdams. I love Killian Murphy. I love Wes Craven. It was short. It was sweet. There was suspense. There was good acting. Fuck both of you. Four out of five. <laughs> I liked it, dude. I gave it a fresh. Come on. I, I know. I just you. I couldn't just say fuck John. No, it's okay. I'll go fuck. No, I, I understand for the joke. <laughs> no, but yes, four four out of five. It was fun, right. and I could honestly watch it again because it's only an hour and. 17 yeah. minutes so yeah, since it's not i have a lunch break watch red eye all right john well what's your grade i already gave my grade one. fucking one out of five god damn it you're right, not gonna well, change we can it? cut you off no gonna, i'm not gonna, gonna, gonna change stick it to your one out of five yes you really hated it? I, it was okay enough. it was like a little fucking taurus bro i don't know what you want from you get me. to see rachel mcadam's shoulder scar one and a half one and a half Yes! Alright. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's those movie dudes. I did what I was here to do. <laughs> Yay! Nate did great today. We've all done a great job. <laughs> uh, and I get to work like my 13th day in a row. Yay! I have to pee in my dad made drumstick. We have a new slate of movies that uh, we got announced <laughs> to the listeners, though. Because uh, yes. I'm excited yeah, for this my... week. I haven't Ooh. started, um, but the movie that won the poll for me, and remember... Follow us at those movie dudes every Saturday. Go to our stories and vote on movies that we are going to talk and discuss on the podcast. Sorry, talk and discuss movies that we're going to watch and discuss on the podcast. So make sure you follow us at those movie dudes. Vote in the polls. And the movie that won for me is a 1971 film. It's a movie that I wanted to see for a little while. It's called Clute. Donald Sutherland, mm. Jane Fonda, Oscar-winning performance. Klaus. No, nope, it's called Clute. Oh, okay. And this is on. Uh, I believe it's HBO Max. It is indeed. Well, uh, used to be on Criterion Channel, but don't have that anymore. My little film, mm, or is do we? Actually, on Amazon Prime, as far as I know, I think. Right, Nate, you just watched. I don't know what. Um, yeah. But it is, oh, is, uh, yes. is a new yep. film that came out this year because we're not getting very many of those. Although theaters are opening in California, but not showing new films. Uh, it is The Vast of the Night, which takes place in the 1950s. A little bit of uh, maybe some alien stuff. I'm not really sure. I and I just watched about it. This movie. I know nothing about it. I'm excited. Yeah, cool. So Yay. thanks for listening, guys. No, I, um, I, 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 you do this every week. You've got to announce oh, a movie. I, I remember what it is. It's, it's a, a uh, 1931 film directed by Fritz Lang. It's the film called M. That's it. It's just M. About a serial killer. It's called M. So it's the uh, Lang, that woman Orson from James Wells. Bond? Okay, guys. Well, thanks <laughs> oh, for listening okay. this week. Molly, stop fucking scratching the fucking door! Quick. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to give quick shout-outs to the people that uh, commented on our post about these movies that are coming up. Uh, for one, Finding Film, he wrote all the films that he voted for won the poll. So this yeah, podcast is specifically That's for you, Finding for Film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, Dr. Screenlove, who uh, just launched a podcast called Breaking It Down, which I listened to. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good podcast. Uh, they have Irish accents. So right there, you should probably go and what? listen. Sarsha. Uh, they kind of break down pop culture. And their next episode is about the Beatles, which I think is really cool. But she wrote that Emma is a fantastic film. It's Fritz Lane's first sound film. And that he uses sound very effectively. So I'm excited to go in and watch this movie now knowing that because it's I think it's gonna be really cool. And I've heard about it before a lot, so it's uh I'm gonna watch Wells, it with man. surround sound for that reason. Thank what, you. What's it on? It is on HBO Max. I believe, yeah, because they have a lot of the movies that were on Criterion kind of thing. So M. Wow. And M- that's, M- that's wonderful. But uh that's gonna be well, it for me this time around. But make sure to follow nice us. Out. 
at those movie dudes on Instagram where you can pretty much get all the information you want to get about us if you care to do that. Or not. It's fucking chill. Yeah, I don't really yeah. care personally. It's more of a, I don't <laughs> appreciate know, it. And if but, you uh, want yeah. thing. Oh, okay. Well, as always, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, and uh, not on YouTube anymore. Just just on the podcast sites. And if we're not on a podcast platform like Android stuff, like Stitcher, uh, I'd be more than happy to come back. And, no, uh, we're not doing that. Up. Hey, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. I'm, no, I'm back. I want to make sure that we're available so you can listen to us. So let us know if we're not, but that's where you can find us. And I kind of just want to throw it off to uh, the Beatles. Well, hello, everybody. Really excited about this next podcast. It's really been a dream of ours, really. We all just, we all love making music together. You know, um, I want to talk to Ringo. I think I think Ringo should get in here. Come on over here, Ringo. It's okay, don't be shy. Come here, no, speak into the microphone. Uh, is it me? Can you hear me? Hi, I'm Ringo. <laughs> they just put my picture on the refrigerator. I'm really excited. Jo- George, George, give me my crumpet. My name's John Lennon, and I just want you to imagine. Imagine no corona. That's it for the Beatles. We're going to send it back to our uh, boy, Nate. Oh, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for coming in.